The work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. Do you want to know the best marketing strategy for long-term income growth? Well, since day one, this particular strategy has been my number one marketing strategy. It has given me the ability to book clients in just one day, and it's one of the main drivers of traffic to my blog and my podcast. What am I talking about? Email marketing. If you aren't regularly writing to and continuously building an email list of potential clients, you are leaving thousands of pounds, dollars, whatever it is, on the table. I know that many of you in my community have a mailing list already and you just don't regularly write to it. And there are those of you who don't have a mailing list at all and are maybe wondering what on earth a mailing list is. So let me quickly explain what it is. Email marketing is basically when you collect the email addresses of people who are interested in what you do, and then you send them regular emails containing either helpful free content or the occasional promotion for your services. Using email marketing software like MailChimp or ConvertKit, ConvertKit is my personal favorite, I'll link to it below. Using something like that, you can collect the names and email addresses through something called an opt-in form on your blog or your website. An opt-in form, for those of you who aren't familiar with this, is simply a form where someone types in their name and email address to join your mailing list. Now, the reason why email marketing is so effective and important is because number one, you own your email list. I feel like this is said a lot online, but just in case anybody listening has never heard this already, you don't own your Instagram followers or your Facebook group members or any followers on any social media platform. That means that if that platform goes bust one day, you will lose all of your followers. And if social media is where you get the majority of your followers, then this means that your whole business potentially goes down if that social media platform goes down. I know you may be thinking, well, Instagram's definitely not gonna go away in the next few years or so. I probably have nothing to worry about. But I'm sure that 2020, last year, has likely proven to many of us that anything can happen. I'm sure that all of the high street shops like Topshop that we all heavily relied on, you know, and we all went to and we all shopped in, I'm sure that we all thought that Topshop was not going to go anywhere. And I'm sure they thought that as well with the amount of people that were in and out of their stores every day. And yet... Due to this pandemic, Topshop 
is now closing down and so are so many other high street stores. And these are stores that we didn't think were going anywhere for years. Sometimes the unexpected happens and so we have to be prepared for that. If social media platforms ever go away, or even if you just lose followers, you can still rely on your email list. And if the email marketing software that you use goes out of business, that's totally fine because unlike social media, you can simply export your subscribers from that email list software to a different one. Now, another reason why email marketing is super effective is because most people have email and most people check their emails regularly every single day. In fact, I did a little bit of research and according to Optin Munster, there are 3.8 billion users compared to 3.4 social media users. So I mean 3.8 billion email users compared to 3.4 social media users. Actually, as well, 60% of people prefer promotions through email than social media. And the average conversion rate of an email is 6%. And the average conversion rate of social media is 1.9%. That means that the people on your email list convert over 4% more than people on social media. Now, I am not saying social media isn't important because the two channels are very different and you need them both. In fact, you can use them both to feed into each other. So it's often helpful to have social media channels where you can promote your mailing list and get people from social media onto that list. And you can also use your mailing list to get followers on your social media platforms. The mistake a lot of people make is relying on social media solely and not using email marketing, or at least not utilizing it regularly by writing to their subscribers on a regular basis and not just once a month or whenever they feel inspired to. <laughs> a lot of you have told me that you shy away from email marketing because you just don't know what to say in these emails. And you've told me that you see other email marketers being really sleazy with their emails. So you just resist email marketing because you just don't want to be sleazy or salesy like them. And I can relate to, to that, to feeling that way. And if you can, by the way, if I've hit the nail on the head and you're watching this as a video on YouTube, comment below saying amen. I want to take this episode to help you understand two things. Number one, what you should be sending to your email list subscribers. This is gonna be wildly helpful for anyone who is struggling with what to write. And number two, how to avoid being salesy with your email marketing. This is actually a lot easier than you think. So what should you be sending to your email subscribers? I totally understand that content or thinking of content to send to your email list, heck, even thinking of content to post on social media can feel like a major time suck, especially if your content isn't really being engaged with very much. Here's one really simple hack 
that can help you with coming up with content for your email subscribers, content that they will actually open, read, and engage with. Spend 15 minutes writing pain points that you always hear your ideal clients moaning about or stressing about. You don't need to come up with content all by yourself off the top of your head, okay? We need to stop thinking like you have to do this alone and use your social media followers to help you come up with your content for your email list and also your content for your social media because guess what? You can create content for both at the same time by simply repurposing your emails as social media captions. That's what I do. So what I want you to do is go ahead and ask your followers on your Instagram story, for instance, what are their biggest struggles right now? Ask them if they could wave a magic wand and get one thing in relation to whatever it is that your business is about, what would it be? Ask them, what are their deepest desires? And lastly, what is in their way of achieving that desire? When you ask these questions, you're going to get lots of ideas that you can create email content about. And if you don't have many followers and you know that you won't receive many replies to these questions on your Instagram story, then go ahead and ask in a Facebook group that is filled with your ideal clients. So, you know, ask them all of those questions. And if you wanna take it one step further, which I highly recommend you do, why not ask three or four people who reply to hop on a free Zoom call with you? And you can ask them a few questions and in exchange, perhaps give them some advice on this particular topic, because I'm assuming this is a topic that you sell a service about, hence it's a topic that you are an expert on. I did this recently, and honestly, I loved it so much. I hopped on a Zoom call with about five of my Instagram followers, and it really helped me collect information about what they truly want from me. And a lot of them were saying similar things, which showed me what I really needed to create content about, what people were really needing and wanting from me. So you can use this information to create content that specifically touches on the pain points that you now know your ideal clients are suffering with and the desires that you now know that they have. What you think people may be struggling with is not always the case. Or maybe you do have a good idea of what your ideal client is struggling with, but talking with them one-on-one on Zoom in particular will give you even more content ideas. I don't just mean content ideas, it will also give you the exact copy to use in your emails. For instance, when I hopped on these calls that I was telling you about just now with a few of my Instagram followers, I noticed that pricing was a struggle with every single person who I hopped on a call with. I also, I had known that pricing was going to be a good topic to write about because it always goes down well on Instagram when I talk about it. I just didn't realize how good of a topic this was and how desperately This was a pain point for many of my followers. I also noticed some phrases and wording that my followers commonly use that I can use 
like word for word inside of my emails to make the connection with them, to help them to understand that we are on the same page and have that moment of like, oh my goodness, this girl is in my head and she completely understands me. Because if you can get your subscribers to feel like you're in their their head and like you completely understand them, you will put yourself miles ahead of the competition in terms of who your subscribers will want to work with. Just wanted to quickly pause this episode to let you know about a free starter kit I have just for you. It's called the Starter Kit for Booking Consistent Clients. And inside, you'll learn the top 12 reasons why most creatives and solopreneurs are not booking clients consistently. And you'll also see four simple methods to change that. Yes, you heard right, not 20 methods and no complicated strategies, just four simple, timeless methods I've used to book more clients and make more core sales. These are the four marketing pillars you must have in your business if you want to bring in sales consistently. Head to nishawoolery.com slash starter kit to download yours today. One of my calls, on one of my calls, somebody told me, I mean, I think I've mentioned this already in one of my other episodes, but I'm going to mention it again. She told me that she would sometimes screenshot You know, like on Instagram, when business owners do launches and then they write down their students, new students' names on sticky notes and they stick them on the wall. So she would take screenshots of that and then zoom in and she could see some of her clients on that list. And she felt a bit fed up because she realized they were willing to pay this person a lot more than what she was charging herself. And that gave me the idea to use that in this content and in the previous episode that, well, not the previous one, but one of my previous episodes where I talked all about pricing and I'll link to that episode below, by the way. So I don't necessarily, you know, just hop on these calls to get ideas for content topics. I hop on them as well because I can actually understand or I can actually hear the words that my followers are using to describe their fears, pain points, and desires. And then I can use that in my own emails. Right, let's see. Um, Let's see what else I wanted to chat about. Oh, on the same topic, actually, I have another really good example for you. So one of the other people on one of these calls told me that she had a boyfriend who wanted to, they both wanted to increase their income so that they could buy the good cheese from Tesco. If anyone's from England, then you don't know what Tesco is, but it's basically a food shop like Walmart um, or Target, something like that. And I thought that line was so good that they wanted to make enough money to be the kind of people who could buy the good cheese. So again, you don't have to look very far for content ideas or even actual words to include in your emails. So in summary for this point, Find out what your ideal client's biggest struggles and desires are and create email content that addresses those things. Please don't be sending out emails about your favorite business organization tools if you're a website designer, for instance. Or, um, you know, please don't be talking about why your subscribers' website design is, is sabotaging their sales if you're actually like a virtual assistant, (laughs) okay? You shouldn't be sending emails about topics that do not relate to what you sell. 
And I'll repeat that again. Don't send emails on topics that do not relate to what you sell or what you plan on launching or selling in the near future. If you want some homework for this point, then I would say do an Instagram survey today. Use the poll sticker and use the question sticker to find out what your followers want to learn about and struggle with. And then ask anybody if they would be willing to hop on a Zoom call with you. And you can use the questions that I mentioned earlier in this episode for this homework. Moving on to the next one to talk about, which is how to not be sleazy with your email marketing. I know that there are many brands and businesses who use email marketing in a super sleazy way, where they bombard you with emails every single day, always selling, always running a sale, always having some kind of a promotion on. But here's where a lot of creative business owners go wrong. They don't, they like, okay, I'm going to try and phrase it the right way because I don't want to word this wrong. They have received sleazy email marketing. Therefore, they believe that any business that uses email is sleazy or they believe that email marketing in itself is sleazy. And that is just ridiculous. That's almost like saying business is evil because we see these like giant corporations who are, I don't know, like ridiculously raising the cost of toilet roll or like like ridiculously raising the cost of hand sanitizer and toilet rolls and stuff. When we had that period of time in 2020 when like the pandemic had just began and everyone was buying those things like crazy. Or you have like those giant corporations who just make money in a very dishonest way. If we looked at those and thought, well, they are quote unquote evil, then all businesses are evil. That's just ridiculous. And it just doesn't make sense, does it? Because I don't know about you, but I'm not an evil business owner and I don't think that you are evil business owners either. So Here is a good rule of thumb if you are really wary of being sleazy with your email marketing. Use the 80-20 rule and send high value content 80% of the time and sell 20% of the time. Make sure to pay no attention as well to the subscribers who hate it when you sell, even if you're only selling 20% of the time. I know that some of you may be really scared of receiving emails from annoyed subscribers that you don't like, you know? It it is scary and it is kind of heartbreaking when that happens at first, especially if you're not particularly used to getting backlash like that or receiving very strongly opinionated emails about the occasional time when you try to sell something. But please remember, you are a business, not a non-profit. It is your job to sell in order to make an income and keep the roof over your head and keep feeding your kids. It's not your job to provide free value 100% of the time because you are not a charity. If you receive the odd subscriber here and there who complains when you're running a promotion to your email list, it doesn't matter because the big majority of subscribers won't care. Even if they're not interested in whatever service you're selling at that time, because you're providing them most of the time, 80% of the time, with amazing, high quality, free value. 
and your subscribers will really appreciate that from you. Honestly, if you put them first and you always show up and provide them with content that really helps them, really serves them, then it's okay for you to 20% of the time go hard on the selling because it's only 20%. People only get majorly annoyed when you begin selling the majority of the time and you're actually not giving them much value in return. It's important to remember this though, which I've mentioned already in episode number 46, I think it was, never give away too much information on how your subscribers can do something. Teach them the why and the what. You want them to hire you for the how. Now, I think it's okay to sometimes, you know, create a tutorial or a how-to. Sometimes I do as well, but it should never give away the whole shebang. It should never be like a full-blown tutorial, and it shouldn't be the case that you're creating how-tos often. Like you'll notice with this very episode, I have given you a few ways to sell without being sleazy and how to figure out what kind of content to write for your email list. But I've only given you a tiny 10% fraction of what I know about email marketing, you know, as someone who has used it to build a six-figure business over the last nine years. I haven't taught you how to use ConvertKit inside and out or how to choose the right email marketing platform for you. I haven't told you exactly what to write in your emails to convert subscribers to clients, but I've still given you some value. In order to have the right to sell to your subscribers and not come across as sleazy or pushy, you need to provide them with valuable free content 80% of the time. And just remember to focus on writing about the what's and the why's and staying away from revealing too much of the how. Because remember, you want them to hire you for the how. Taking the example of a website designer, you could write about five reasons why a business owner should use Squarespace for their website, as opposed to writing a detailed tutorial on how to create a Squarespace website from scratch. See the difference in the two? So let's do a really quick recap of this episode before we close this out. If you're stuck on what to write to your email list, simply turn to your ideal clients, your followers, for the answers. They are the key to at least 20 pieces of content. That could be 20 whole weeks worth of emails just from one survey that you do this week. So go ahead and ask yourself, sorry, not ask yourself, ask your audience, either on an Instagram story or in a Facebook group that's filled with your ideal clients, ask them what their biggest struggles are right now. Ask them if you could wave a magic wand and they could get one thing in relation to whatever you sell, what would it be? Ask them what are their deepest desires and what is in their way or what has been in their way so far of achieving that desire. And if you're worried about being salesy or pushy in your emails, stick to the 80-20 rule. 80% of your content should be free value to educate your subscribers and showcase your credibility and your expertise. 
And that essentially gives you the right to sell to them 20% of the time. You don't want to be that person. You never want to be that person who is just out to get your subscribers money. You know, you want to be that business owner who genuinely cares about, about helping their subscribers and about providing value. Besides, if subscribers don't get to know you and see you as a credible expert through your free content, most of them won't build enough trust in you to hire you. So that is it from me in this episode. If you enjoyed it and you're watching this on YouTube, type yes below and remember to give this video a thumbs up because that means that YouTube will push this video out in front of more people who may really need it. Um, and yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate your interaction. <laughs> your interaction. Couldn't say that word for some reason. Really appreciate it. Every, every like comment, every podcast review, I super appreciate it. So thank you. And I will speak to you next week. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to and iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.